Chapter Three. Where is Mrs. Hurt? The days of September passed as Anne Marie and Ellen moved to school together and home again, avoiding the tall soldier and his partner. Kirsty thought behind them, but they never let her out of sight. The two mothers still had their coffee in the afternoons. They began to knit mittens as the days became slightly shorter, and the first. As the days became slightly shorter, and the first leaves began to fall from trees, another winter was coming. Everyone remembered the last one. There was no fuel for the homes and apartments of Copenhagen, and the winter nights were very cold. The Johansons had opened the old chimney and installed a stove for heat. If they could find coal to burn at night, at night they used candles because electricity was rational now. Soon we will have to add another blanket to your bed, Anne-Marie. Kirsty and I are lucky to have each other for warmth in the winter. Poor Ellen had to have no sisters. She will have to snuggle in her mama and papa, with her mama and papa when it gets cold. I remember when Kirsty slept between you and papa. She was supposed to stay in her crib, but in the middle of the night she would get in with you. I remember too. Sometimes in the middle of the night, she would wet the bed. I did not. I never, ever did that. Mama still laughing. She knelt and kissed Kirsty on the cheek. Time to leave for school, dear girls. Oh, dear, look at this button has broken right in half in. Take Kirsty with you after school to the little shop where Miss Hirsch sells thread and buttons. See if you can give. I'll give you some... It will cost not not cost so much. But after school, when the girls had stopped at the button shop, which had been there as long as Anne-Marie could remember, they found it closed. There was a new padlock on the door and a sign, but the sign was in German. They couldn't read the words. I wonder if Miss Hirsch is sick. I saw her on Saturday. She was with her husband and son. They all looked just fine, or at least the parents looked fine. The sun always looks like a horror. I think the Hurtches all went on a vacation to the seashore, and I suppose they took a big basket with pink frosted cupcakes with them. Yes, I suppose they did. I'm Marin, I'm an exchange notes. That one Kirsty is so dumb. No one in Copenhagen had taken a trip to the seashore. There was no frosted cupcakes and some water for them. Still, Anne-Marie looked back at the shop before they turned the corner. She wondered where the Hirsch family was. They had to be somewhere. Why else would they close the shop? Are you sure? She asked a couple times, troubled by the news. We can find another button shop somewhere. Or we could just take a button from the bottom and move it up. It didn't seem to be the jacket that worried Mama. Are you sure the sign was in German? Maybe you didn't look carefully. Mama, it had Swatskika on it. Anne-Marie, watch your sister for a minute. Mama began to peel the potatoes for dinner. I'll be right back. What's going on? I mean, where are you going? I want to talk to Miss Rosen. Anne-Marie was puzzled as she watched her mother leave the apartment. She went over to the kitchen and opened the cupboard where the, where the potatoes had, were kept. Every night now, it seemed like they had... 
potatoes for dinner and very little else. Anne Marie was almost asleep when she heard a little a light knock on the, her bedroom door. A candle light appeared as the door opened and her mother stepped in. Are you asleep, Anne Marie? No. Why? Is there something wrong? Nothing is wrong, but I would like you to come to the living room. Peter is here. Papa and I would like to talk to you. Anne Marie jumped out of bed and Kirsty grunted and was asleep. Peter! She had, she has not seen him in a long time. There was something frightening about Peter being here at night. Copenhagen had a curfew, and no citizens were allowed after eight o'clock. It was very dangerous. She knew for Peter to visit at this time, but she always but she was delighted that Peter was here. His visits were always hurried. They almost seemed secret. But she couldn't quite figure out. Still, his visits were intrigued. His visits brought back memories to us happier times. Her friends loved Peter too. They said that they said that he was he was like a son. She ran into the living room and into Peter's arm. He grinned, kissed her cheek, and ruffled her long hair. You've grown taller. You're all legs. And well. Mary laughed. I won the girls' foot race last Friday. Where have you been? We've missed you. My work takes me all over. Look, I brought you something. One for Kirsty too. He reached into his pocket and handed them two seashells. Anne-Marie put the smaller one on the table for her sister. I bought something for you too. Mama and Papa, two bottles of beer. Mama and Papa smiled. They raised their glasses and took a sip. But but then they got more serious. Peter told me that the Germans are closing all shops run by Jews. Jews, is Miss Hirsch Jewish? The Germans are tormenting Jews. But why the button shop? Miss Hirsch is such a nice lady. If the button shop is closed, how will they earn money? Friends will take care of them. That's what friends do. The Rosens are Jewish. Her parents nodded sadly. I talked to the Rosens, and they said it won't affect them. I think the Rosens will be all right. Just keep Ellen away from the soldiers. Do you remember, Papa, that said the boy, the boy said that all of Denmark is the, is the king's bodyguard? Yes. Well, then, all of Denmark should be the Jews' bodyguard. Yes, yes we, we shall. shall. I must go now. It's past your bedtime. Anne-Marie remembered how three years ago Papa said that he would die for the king. Anne-Marie remembered that she had also announced that she would also protect the king. And now she and all the days of protect all of Denmark's Jews. Only in fairy tales people would be so brave to die for another. She was glad to be an ordinary person who would never be called upon for her courage.